Finally, finally, we are releasing episode 10 of season one. The episode is titled, We Don't Own Anything. In theory, this episode is the one all of the previous episodes have been leading up to. Despite a couple of glitches in the early part of the episode, we think the conversation does a good job of offering a viable solution to so many of the problems regular people face in their daily lives. If you're wondering what happened to episode nine, that little guy, yeah, don't worry about that little guy. For the moment, we hope you enjoy episode 10, We Don't Own Anything. You are listening to Marty and the Bro. Politics, economics, philosophy, religion, psychology. Put them in a blender with racism and grab a tall glass. They typically worked three to four hours a day. Hmm. And I was like. Sounds fantastic. I was like, say, that sounds really good. You know, (laughs) who decided that we need to work eight hours a day? And even more than that, when you go back further in time, we were working 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day because of these. Insanity. Insanity, right? But but it was an epiphany for me that, you know, maybe Mm. I can have a, maybe I can accept or not accept, but. But I don't know. It's not it was really just, a choice. It's not really a choice. It's though. not really a choice. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of not really a choice. I mean, you have a little choice around the edges, maybe. Yeah, you you have to contribute to society, and when you're you know you can't really choose your lot in society as far as like I want to choose this right here, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but wait, wait, Marcel, it's not even that. Not only that, you don't even know to think about it differently. You just yeah. accept the eight hour workday. You just work accept day. it. You just, you just accept. It's just like normal. Mm-hmm. 40 hours a week it, you get paid and then you get overtime they time and a half but Ho- they- hopefully you you know you, you make a good impression on whoever's on top and they like you and there's no pre you know there's no prejudgment there so you can move up and possibly retire and all you know all this all these it's like it's like a lottery it's like a, it's like life's like a scratch ticket you know what i mean you're just like Whoa, yeah i hope this one right here you know say damn all right all to, the next, all to the next job i guess you know <laughs> like it's crazy yeah. you know uh, yeah I, I agree man it's it's man well that that uh, that epiphany so what we hope that somebody in, in listening to marty and the bro at some point will hear Damn. And start to question yeah. it, you know. That's what no, we want. Yeah. That's what we want. I agree, man. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a. It's a really good point, and like something I want to add to it. It's like people don't. I don't think something I've been harping on a lot more because you know it's a concept that's been really. I've been thinking about a lot, as you know. You know, I, my birthday just passed. You know, saying whoop whoop. You know, that was. Uh, I was hype about whoop. it. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, you know, but um, <laughs> so I turned. Uh, I turned thirty one. Right, you know, saying old oh, guy. People are like, what? You look so young. Stop it. Stop. I know it's not true, right? But I never um, said that. I, right. I appreciate it. you look young though, right? But no, um, so what's uh what was interesting, I've been thinking a lot about time recently and like, you know, the fact that, you know, I love my, you know, quantum theory, all that kind of stuff, just time in general. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we both know, you know, the arrow of time, the concept of the arrow of time is, you know, everything's moving towards, you know, entropy, you know, um the Newton's second law of thermodynamics, or whatever, you know, like so long story short. We all know that you cannot stop the flow of time. Time's just moving forward, and we're just riding this goddamn. We're on a boat, time boat, and we're just riding that motherfucker through time. You know what I mean? And um, what I've thought about is 
how much of your time is really in your control, right? You know, and if you, you know, if you, mm-hmm. I, I was literally even looking it up, like how much time do we sleep a day? You know what I mean? Because you have, you know, how much things you can, do you actually, us actually have control over? Because it's like, you have to sleep. So that's got to be a takeoff table. You have to eat. You have to, you know, go to the restroom. So, you know, like, like let's, you know, let's say we account for all this time, you know, how much time do you have that you, you know, your way of your waking life that you can spend doing whatever you want, because, you know, this doesn't stop. Eventually, this train is going to come to an end, right? This train of life is going to come to an end. And it's like, how much time do you have to do? And when I look at life... To and do what, what you want to do. To do what you yeah, want to do, right? Do Yeah. When I yeah. look at life and being, you know, when I look at society, because I was joking about the eight-hour days, like, I normally work at least 10 hours, you know, sometimes, you know, 12, you know, like, especially in the industry, the service industry, as you know, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's... That's pretty common for, you know, um, you know, service industry people, just, you know, anybody, people working multiple jobs. And it's like and like I said, we we have to we all understand and agree that the only reason we have to only thing, only reason we have to work is because we understand we have to contribute to society. You have no choice but to contribute to society. It is basically illegal to not contribute to society. We consider those people homeless people. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, people who don't have homes, you know, or, you know, Whatever, right? You know, saying like there's, mm-hmm. we yeah. we understand that it's basically criminalized to not contribute to society, which is which is okay, fine. But you have no choice in the, you know, at that you're point. You're here. You got to live. You're here. You got to make it. You got to figure gotta, it out. Yeah, gotta, and it's and it's like it's just it, it's, it blows my mind that you know like people don't like that that idea of time. We kind of just accept it's just like you know people it's. It's all kind of a, a, you know, the slave mentality. And I don't think people realize that's one of the epiphanies I want people to realize. Or it's like, you know, I think it's it's a it's a wrong state of mind to think, you know, a lot of times if you notice a lot of self-help is just learning, you know, learn how to just be happy. Just accept what you're, you know, the situation you're in. But when I look at people in positions of power or whatever these situations like, they don't ever just accept a goddamn thing. You know what I mean? Like one of my favorite examples is like people who have kids. Like if you notice when you're poor and you have kids, you need to stop what you're doing. Your life is on pause now. It's over. Go take care of your child. You know what I mean? All that other stuff mm-hmm. is secondary. I don't care. You can go work and work multiple jobs if you have to. You need to go take care of that child. Somebody that's rich and famous, you don't see, they have a nanny. They got, you know, multiple different Hispanics in the back taking care of their kids, you know what I'm saying? And they're able to go mm-hmm. do what they need to do, whatever, make movies, whatever that, whatever millionaire, billionaire thing they're doing. They can still be, they can still have their own personal life. But you poor person, you, your life is over once you have a kid. It's all resting on your kid now. You better make sure you, you raise them right. Make sure you make them a productive member of society so they can get on that train with you. And, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and give up all their time, you know what I'm saying? To, so I can. And do whatever I want to, and, and you possibly watch my kids. That's you know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Like it's like a mm-hmm. there's this mm-hmm. weird you know dichotomy that happens, and you know it's it's even you know I don't know it's I, yeah I, it's this yeah. epiphany. I, I, it's one of my epiphanies that I'm like you know I want people to kind of realize and you know it, it, that actually expands even to more things if that makes sense. Like there's a there's also you know, well let's stop let's stop for a second on that notion of agency yeah and how central it is to your, to anybody's, to anybody's um, well-being and sense of dignity. And I I remember this point, I really realized that how fundamental it is. There was uh, the episode we did, I think it was episode four, one foot in, one foot out. It was, you were talking about your experience in in jail and how some of the inmates, a few of them, some of the inmates wouldn't, go along with anything that 
like you were you were saying I was trying to kind of um facilitate a little better environment yeah. <laughs> because it was terrible and I was like if we can just work together a little bit yeah. and you said some people were like not interested in that at all yeah and the, and I thought that they have so much has been taken away from them and they have been screwed at every single turn their entire lives. That has what has led them to being in jail in that place. And the one thing that they can cling to is to say to, to the only thing they have left is to say, no, this time I'm doing it my way. And my way says, fuck, everybody exactly you know, and excuse my language but uh, it's <laughs> it's how fundamental how core that's that is a last grasp at freedom hmm. is to be able to say that no yeah. i'm not going along with any more of this bullshit yeah yeah man know? with nobody yeah so uh, i guess giving some context you're talking about when the rollers were coming so when i was in uh i was in uh on the in, I'm not I, since I don't know about all jails like in, in Harris I, just, I can only speak on Harris County only one I was in that was like you know so it's a you know seven floor jail you know what I'm saying and on the seventh floor we called it gladiator uh, gladiator tanks it's where they kept the youngest rowdiest of us right I somehow made it up yeah. there I don't feel like going into it but I made it up to the seventh floor and it was exactly <laughs> everything that they said it was <laughs> you know, it was wild so it was crazy every night the rollers rollers were just like multiple COs that we, um, that would come in correctional officers that would come in, you know, armored up sometimes, you know, come in the roll us. They, they basically would shake us down, take all our commissary, make us come out there, basically strip butt naked, you know, is the, that's what I call a roll, you know, roll us, see if we have contraband and stuff. They would do it multiple mm -hmm. times, even in the day, even though there's basically no time to even have contraband, you know, but either way, it's just mostly for harassment purposes. And it would happen yeah. when they'd ask us to, they'd be like, rack time. You're, you're thinking night. to yourself, you're thinking, why are you coming back? You were just here. But you they just have, did this. Just did it. Just did. And no they, re I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know they do it. They they call it rack because they'll hit it. They be like rack time. Rack time. I probably just uh, if there's anybody else locked up, I probably just <laughs> triggered a PTSD doing that. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, they you know you hear them tap on the they tap on the thing and uh, you know they you hear them rack time, rack time. Everybody the lights will go off and stuff. And you know a lot some of the, some of the youngsters in there wasn't having none of that. No rack time. And I would be like you know I would even. Now, it wouldn't just be me. It would be multiple people in there. Be like, yo, hey, y'all, let's, you know, let's, let's chill out just for a sec. Let this, like, this CEO's going home. This shift change, fam. Let him get out mm -hmm. there. There's this dude named Officer Kaduri. I'll never, man, shout out if you, anybody's ever, I, man, if you ever had to deal with this dude, man, shout out to you. I'm sorry. There's one dude specifically, I remember his name. It's so about Officer Kaduri was terrible. You know, a Freemason. You know, you can't, people who talk about they're a Mason. It's like, okay, buddy. You know, Terry. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so scary just, I don't know why, but I'm, yeah, I don't know terrible. about it. So it's, it was terrible. Scary. Freemason was, just sounds scary automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was or not, but, you know, it, it makes you think you, you know, it definitely, people have this more inflated sense of self. It was just, he was terrible. But anyway, yeah, man, it was, I don't want to get too far into it, but yeah, it was just one of those interesting situations that, you know, you just don't have any agency. Like you said, there's no, personal agency at all and that it makes sense that would be you know their reasoning for just being like screw it because like like you're saying what what our plan was just to be like you know for some momentary peace you know saying that way we can you know 
we can actually do what we want to do. Like we to get whatever little semblance of peace we have in here. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying they were just like, nah, we want to see it all burned down. I don't care about none of this, none of them. I we can we want all the smoke. I don't care. You know, and it was you know, yeah, I get it. You know, you know one of our uh, I I might have mentioned this at some other point in time, but one of our listeners made a connection to her experience in the Navy on a Navy ship. And when she heard your, uh, the episode of your experience in jail, she was thinking that feeling of being trapped and the world stopping outside and you're stuck is very much like the, what it's like to be on a ship out to Mm. sea and be controlled by the officers. Mm. They weren't correctional officers at that point in time, but you know, the whole structure is the same top down structure that takes away all your ability to make decisions for yourself because you've got to, Hmm. you've got to uh, follow the rules exactly like this. Exactly. And it's just, anyway, yeah, yeah, the, the whole, the, the, the key concept in there that we want to get across is how fundamental agency is to personal uh, personal happiness, personal dignity to your humanity. You've got to have a sense that you control your own life to some degree. So, yeah. And I want to put a pin on the fact that it's something that, you know, it's something on the, speaking politically wise, right. You know, um, on the political sphere, it's something both the left and the right get terribly wrong because the you know the right of us or at least the republicans i don't know however you want to you know couch i mean it's mostly republican you know but uh, the conservative the conservative mindset, yeah I don't yeah, know. yeah they think of personal agency on, on a on a span of like you know uh um get out there and you know put yourself up by bootstraps you got to work 14 jobs if you have to you got to work three jobs to get to this point <clears throat> and you know and the left you never hear them talk about any kind of personal agency everything's all elected politics get this person elected call this senator and do this you know there's not any like what can you do you know saying to to, to better your life other than you know vote on somebody else to you know and vote somebody else in and hopefully they fix the problems you know i think there is a you know there is an element which we'll get into like you've been saying you know yeah i think we're we're getting pretty close to that because yeah. um right. what you know kind of tying all these elements together is how do you find a support system how do you get ownership how do you have agency mm. in this society with this construct that we have now and this is where we want people to understand a concept that may be new to them. And that's this idea of, of a cooperative work environment, yeah. a co-op. Marty and the bro is organized as a co-op. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, but first we got to let, we got to make sure people understand what a co-op is. Exactly. Why it can solve some of these problems. So, just just from from the basics, if somebody doesn't know what a co-op is, they're used to going to work uh, at, at their restaurant job or they're going to work for, for Amazon or corporate America. Mm. Any job that they have where that, they have no agency. in the traditional sense, that, that yeah. where they don't have that agency. Yeah. So anyway, what, what to, if somebody's coming at it from nowhere and they say, well, what's a co-op? What are, you, what are we talking about here? 
Yeah, so I guess uh, what I've realized where to start with the co-op is, because even when we talk about it, people completely don't understand. So we, you got to understand uh, what a business in general. So we all understand that you have different types of businesses. There's uh, corporations, right? There's, you know, you can be incorporated as a business. You can um, have a nonprofit, you know, where you don't profit. And there's no profit at all as a business. We understand those concepts of different business structures, right? Uh, yeah, co- and a uh, sole proprietorship and a sole partnership. Proprietor- exactly. And there's yeah, no, there's multi- exactly LLC, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. what a uh, a cooperative it falls under. You know those uh, category listings. It's you know it's a type of business or a model of business, just like a sole proprietorship or a you know uh, LLC is right. And what it just dictates is that we're cooperative as a business that um, where the entities are uh, controlled by the members or. The workers, should I say? So let's say if you were, if you, if you were, let's just get use a restaurant for an example. You know, if a restaurant was a, a traditional restaurant, which would be a sole proprietary ship normally, or an LLC, right? Would be there's a you know either a guy and his wife, or you know a, a single family owns the owns the uh, the business, the you know the building, the entity. They might have a few investors that they need to make happy at the end of the year. But, you know, all the employees, the people employed by the business, they, you know, they they don't have decision making power on any on even their wages or anything. They don't have any last say decisions on anything. They just come to work for this person. They make this person's dreams come true. And, you know, and for lack of a better term. Right. And what in a cooperative, though, it would be where whereas you have an ownership, you know, in a, that, a restaurant very similarly, you would have. Still have managers, if that makes sense. There'd still be a structure, but you know, let's say the person who, um, you know, let's say the food runner, or, you know, the person who cleans the toilets and stuff, they would be able to, at the end of the year, you know, be able to have a seat at the table at the conversations when they're talking about, all right, what do we need to do with these profits, or you know, saying like, you know, those decisions that you would never be privy to in the first place, you know, with a uh, sole proprietary ship or if an you LLC. were just an employee, if you're just and not an employee. an employee owner, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or even like, you know, mm-hmm. how, how you, know, you know, maybe maybe you want to have a discussion with, you know, you know your job and you're like, look, man, hey, y'all, you know, so I know working in the restaurant industry, this reason why I'm using X is something that's, you know, I've been doing for a while. You have the experience. Yeah. Exactly. I know a lot of us talk about, you know, a lot of times overstaffing, right? You know, it's like, look, man, on Thursday, we just don't need five goddamn servers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that might be your, you know, at the end of the day at a sole proprietorship or LLC, you have, you have no say so over that. If the owner... Slash managers want you to have that, you know, if that's what they decide, that's what they decide. If you don't like it, you need to go somewhere, right? You know what I'm saying? You can moan, scream, complain if you want, but at the end of the day, that's it, you know? And in mm-hmm. a cooperative, you'd be able to decide, like, no, not only do, no, there don't need to be five servers on on Thursday, but, you know what I'm saying, if we split up the days even more, we all can work less hours. Like, let's, you know, let's let's do, like, a you know, how about instead of doing two, you know, everybody doing two dang near 10-hour shifts, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing, how about we split shifts up even even more where it's, a you know, a three shifts change during a day instead of two shifts? Like, you know, maybe, I don't know, right? There's We're- just... Yeah, or whatever makes sense for those employees. Exactly. That's what you know. So whatever everybody can work makes less for those employees. Whatever, make work less hours throughout the day if there's a three shift, maybe right. You know what I mean? Like you know, it, it, we'll be able yeah. to split up those. You know, less maybe we work more days a week, but less hours throughout the day. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just the those discussions would be able to be had in a cooperative. You know, where everybody makes those decisions, right? You know, and um, mm-hmm. it's like I said, it's it's a it's a act, it's a real style of business. The only reason I, I emphasize that I remember talking about this to somebody and. Uh, 
when you don't know, like uh, this woman told me, she said, it sounds like a uh, MLM, a multi-level marketing scheme is what she told me. And I was just like, I was mm. actually floored, which, I, you know, it was, it was mostly probably because mm-hmm. I was talking to her, at, you know, and look at me, you know, saying I'm black, right. you know, saying young black, look, you know, it's, I don't, I'm not walking up to you in a suit, which, which is funny because I would distrust a guy in a suit trying to tell me something like this way quicker than somebody like me personally but you know life experiences mm-hmm. right you know but uh right yeah so she thought it was an mlm i was like i i was floored i didn't even know what to say i was like how do i convince somebody who thinks i'm scamming them with a real you know what I mean? yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it was yeah. crazy it was it, a crazy it realization you, it, it yeah it kind of shows you just how little is known mm. about cooperatives yeah um you, you mentioned you mentioned restaurants, and I know you you live in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and Black Star Co-op is an yeah. example of a co-op. In it's a restaurant, it's a bar exactly. restaurant in Austin. That and that's uh, when we had our launch party. That's where we had our launch party. Yeah, because uh, we wanted, you know, we wanted to support the concept and. Yeah, so, no, definitely, man. Yeah. Was, shout out to Black Star Co-op, man. They're they're dope, man. They've uh, we've called them up for some advice on bylaws and whatnot a few times, man. Try to figure out, pick their brains. We actually have a member of our co-op who is an original founding member of Black Star Co-op. So you know, that's right. Some, uh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, that's that. But that's that support system thing, though, right? There it goes again. You know, yeah. kind of. You know, and uh, and so and so to to help, uh, I uh, our sound engineer Isaac, he talked about maybe it's a way for people to understand it a little bit better. You talked about in a traditional corporation, you have this vertical power structure where you have the C level, C, the letter C level, like a mm. CFO, CEO, yeah. CTO, all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a and then you've me. got your management level, your middle management, and then you've mm. got your employees and, you know, down to the guy that cleans the toilets or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is a vertical power structure uh, like a pyramid with, you know, all the power concentrated at the top mm-hmm. and the co-op model is more of a horizontal structure mm. where you have the power diffused among the employees and they can all have a say so now, not every decision you have to have sort of levels. You have to vote on who's going to be the manager Mm, exactly. So you give you you decide together that we're going to give this manager this position so that he can kind of help coordinate things better than us because he's going to be able to see things and we'll take instruction from him. But mm. if he starts to screw us over, we can say we have the power. We can come together. So exactly That's the power. That's a horizontal power and, structure that and, we're talking and, about. So. And and what that does is it breeds accountability, right? You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, a lot of stuff will be like uh, a lot of, whether it be like sexual harassment or things like that, you know, a lot of that stuff comes well, from- Well, let's un- say, t- tell your story about the, the racist dishwasher. We had a- uh, um, yeah. I forget which which episode it was. Forgive me. It's hard to remember where the things we talked about, which episode it came from. Yeah. But you talked about uh, how the racist, how there was a dishwasher at your workplace and he was a total racist, yeah. but he didn't have I wish have I remember his anyway, name. Just, just, I, w- yeah, I wish, I, wish I remembered his name just for, just for laugh's sake, uh, you know, for just for my own sake, right? I can't remember his name for now. Well, anyway. Uh, Wasn't yeah. it Bubba? Uh, right yeah <laughs> oh it was something it was something like eric or something i swear it wasn't it wasn't eric but it was something like that i remember it was it, he had a twin brother too. whatever anyway <laughs> interesting okay. right yeah right. but um so this dishwasher uh it was this, this this white boy he um 
And I was managing uh, this restaurant. This dishwasher was like obviously out there racist, like, you know what I mean? Like just would really loud and obnoxious, you know, too. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, he wouldn't just like be like, nigger, you know, you know what I'm saying? Off randomly, but you know what I'm saying? He would just obviously make comments and you know what I'm saying? Just kind of be, he was very confrontational with black people employees if that makes sense or, or not even just black people the, the hispanics too there's hispanics in the back you know every, every if you weren't white he had a problem you know what i'm saying but you know all the white managers and, and the white girls working there it was all good it was all love from them you know what I'm saying he it was just you know odd that you know he had a problem with everybody mm. but the white people right it was just obvious right mm, okay. so the, the was, was, was he friendly was he w- with you when you would talk to him was so he that, like that's the interesting whatever, part dude or, yeah that's the interesting okay. part he was he was he was friendly with me too but the reason, though, is the power dynamic, right? Because I had sway over his livelihood, literally, right? I was one of the managers there. I wasn't GM. I was, um, um, I was just an assistant manager, I guess they call him. If you're not, you know, just regular, regular, regular manager. But I can, you know, he's a dishwasher. Like we can, you know, there, are, there is, there are people on the street that would love his spot. You know what I mean? It's being honest, right? You know, what I'm saying like they don't mm-hmm. dishwashers are they kind of, you know, they, they're it's a revolving door for dishwashers. It's not like. You know, and especially in this in the in the structure of, you know, employee, 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 employer relationships is definitely one of those, you know, situations, if that makes sense. So like, I mm-hmm. he so long story short, he didn't have any since he didn't have any power. I had the power. He his racism didn't affect me like he couldn't. It's not like, you know, even if he did feel racism, you know, he not only he had the accountability to not say anything to me because he knows he can get fired right there's accountability there mm-hmm. and also you know saying like um if he was to you know try to blatantly be out i can i could i have the power to be like get out of my face you don't you know i don't want you here no more you know because i mm-hmm. well because i was in that management position and that's where that yeah. power come that power dynamic the 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 root of the problem is the power dynamic right that's what we're you know talking yeah. about with especially well, like you've said you've said before we're not going to end racism exactly it's not going away what we can do, though, is mitigate the effects of racism. Exactly. And and by by d- democratizing the workplace, that is one mechanism we can diffuse. We can limit his power, the racist dishwasher's power, or the racist manager's power too. If you and have a, it goes both ways. Exactly. That's a race. It goes and, and both ways. Exactly. Right? And that's that's what I experienced too. Like the owner specifically, he was one of those guys where at this specific place, you know, I've, t- I've harped on it a few times. So if you watch, you definitely know the story, but like, you know, this guy would, uh, you know, I long story short, I worked at this place for about three years. And in three years, you know, I made, you know, $13 an hour at the end of that, you know, starting off at managing a, you know, a restaurant. If anybody understands the, the, uh, the industry knows it's just, you know, it's just like, it's not okay. Let's just put it like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of management's going through that too in the restaurant industry. And, you know, like for me, there were, he was, he was hiring, um, other managers who were drinking on, like literally he hired a guy after me, started him at like $20 an hour, this white, this white boy who supposedly had way more experience than me. That was the supposed reason. He was just years, 16 years management experience. That's always how they come in. Right. Something like that. You know, mm-hmm. dude was drinking yeah. on the job. You know what I mean? I swear to God, like he couldn't even do the money at the end of the night. He'd be so slosh. Like I didn't, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't drink. So I, I, you know, they literally, they know it's not like the, the, the GM and the owner didn't know because they came to me and was like, Hey, we want you to do the money at the end of the night because this dude can't we can't trust this guy that we just hired <laughs> swear to god i that's what i i told you i was out i was i had to leave bro I, it, uh, it was it was uh, that was 
you know, I guess epiphany. That was moment. towards the end. That was towards the end of your relationship that, with that. That, that was the end of your literally working there. Right? That was it. That was that was the the genuine last straw for me. That was like you know I, I tried to mm-hmm. you know like literally I think I was out like within the next you know week or two. You know what I mean after that yeah. after that you know I was just, it was just done like because there was multiple managers before that too, but this guy specifically was just like especially when they asked me to do the money too. I was just like because they had mm-hmm. what 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 happened was this this owner he had you know I he had hired me to work this one location right and then. He actually had uh, the lo- the location was two separate restaurants in one. He had rebranded in, in both locations, basically started whole, two whole new enterprises, basically, if that makes sense. While I was managing there, just making, you know, at the time, like $12 an hour. So I helped open two brand new, you know, entities in this original location. He opened a speakeasy on top. So there are three. Now, mind you, I am at one. There's one, you know, physical location with three separate restaurants or bars. You know, what I'm saying on Sixth Street. You know, and you yeah. know, he, which means three different accounting systems for the money, so you can track it. All this stuff. I, just, I have to. I have yeah, to literally you, do you get three some, different. I have to, yeah, I have to you get take some. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, overlap, I guess. There's uh, a little bit economies of scale. You get some yeah. economies of scale, but yeah, some places yeah, yeah. you don't because you've got to track everything differently. So, it's separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, more work. I, Exactly. It's, uh, yes, yes, yes. It was very much more work. You know what I mean? Especially when, you know, this guy, like this drunk guy is giving me money that's not adding up because, you know, more than likely he's stealing, obviously, you know, he's drinking on the job. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm, just, you know, I'm the, I'm and the guy who has to count touch, the money. If he gets you to count the money and you see what's happening. See what's happening? Yeah. It, it was just like, yeah. it was just one of those moments where I was just like, I am screwed in this situation. I have, you know, I have no say. So I'm, even though I'm, I'm not like, I'm too scared to say, I'm, I'm like, y'all, well, I'm having conversations with the GM. Like, I can't keep doing this, brother. Like, I need more. Either I need to be paid more. I'm t- telling like, I need, I, I want, I let them know I want to be a, I want to work in the AM. I was the longest standing manager at the time. It was a revolving door. I had been there longer than every manager for this owner, every person who worked in his staff. There was not a single person other than some kitchen guys that had been with his companies longer than me at this point, right? And the GM, you know, the GM, some kitchen guys, yeah. me, that was it. You know what I mean? And every other manager was new. Every staff, every serve every everybody was new you know saying i was one of the long like one of the most loyal people there still working the nights at like 12 dollars an hour doing bet doing the best job you know that's why they say you can't we can't move you from here because you that's how they try and get you right you're just doing such a good job we can't we have to keep you here and it's just like if i'm doing such a good job and how about pay me better if i'm doing you know i there's just Mm -hmm. there was there was just the ceiling i couldn't get above you know it's because i had no agency i had no say it was it's it's like i you know it's a lottery right hopefully yeah. Well, and then, I, I imagine also. Short. Yeah, and imagine also the if we if it had been a cooperative, the decision to hire that that drunk, <laughs> the decision to hire it, you know, the the people would have had they he w- he would have interviewed with more people that are working there because they all have a say. 100%. It wouldn't have just been the GM's buddy or the GM's friend of a buddy exactly. or whatever. That and puts that's in place, right? That democratized yeah. workplace gives people agency and power over such decisions and doesn't put them in that circumstance. And, and it's just it's so interesting you said it. I, I completely agree. Like I think that's the part that for me, the reason why, you know, the, the idea of cooperatives, why it hit me so hard, because like I have to like, I've realized, especially and this goes for just what we're doing, commentating on these these situations. Like the only reason, you know, I I put myself in these situations because I'm genuinely Need help. I am the guy who mops floors, right? I'm the guy who this is this is the epiphany I had. There's another epiphany. Let's you're go you're epiphany. you're more times than not, you're the dishwasher. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, not just that. Not just that. Let's make it deep. You have there has to be a dishwater. This is what I think nobody talks about. This is the this is the epiphany I had with when it comes to when it comes to media, everybody, anything, everybody. Nobody admits everybody talks about, you know, equity, everybody talks about doing better in life, growing. Nobody admits, okay, I understand, you know, we have to do better. You you need to create your own business. Who's going to mop the floor? Who's going to clean that shit off the toilet? That guy who had diarrhea didn't just squatted and just sprayed the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Some somebody has to clean. Disgusting, I know. So we have to talk about it. somebody has to clean, right? Somebody has to clean yeah, that, I do bro. Because I have Who's going to clean at an amusement park. Oh my God. That's how they do it. Right next to the roller coaster. And yeah, we, we knew, I know about cleaning toilets. I've done it. But <laughs> God's work there, anyway, buddy. Yeah. So God's got to clean the toilets. Somebody's got, this is the part nobody talks about. Who's going to, not who's going to clean the toilets. Not only who's going to clean the toilets. We know since we know it has to be done, what is that worth? What are you worth? Right. And that's that's the part where I think like I want to like it's like if you dream one day owning your own business, being an entrepreneur, that's all right. I'm not even not even trying to reach you, buddy. You know what I'm saying? You're on the wrong channel right now. Right. I want to talk to that guy. Hey, you mopping the floor every goddamn night. You that has to be done. You think the owner's going to mop that floor? He's not going to mop it, right? Your contribution matters. You're taking your time. The one thing we don't have and the thing that just keeps moving forward, you know, it's, you know, you could be spending time with your kids or something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but you, mm-hmm. you but because of what society said, you have to mop that floor so you can make sure your kids eat, right? Or you mm-hmm. don't, you know, that's the thing with a cooperative. It's, you know, saying like, my thing is what I've realized, come to realize is since somebody has to mop the floor, you know what? I don't want to say I don't want to. I'd rather mop the floor than do this, you know, as far as not this specifically, but like speak on problems. Right. Somebody has to mop the floor. I'm OK doing it. The, the, the difference is, you know, I want to be able to make to have decision making power in whatever entity I'm I'm dedicating my life. You know, like I'm passionate about, you know, like, you know, we're all supposed to be team members on like a business. Like, I don't care if it's your thought at first. A lot of times the argument against, you know, this is, well, this person had this idea. They thought of it. They they invested their money. And it's like, well, there's what they're saying to you, person who mopped the floor, is their money. That initial investment is worth way more than your time. You know what I mean? Way more than you as a human being. Like that that time is, you know, that's all you have. That's you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. it's worth way more than that. You know what I'm saying? And I'd say to you, no, no, no. Your time is worth just as much as their time. They're not putting it, they're not spending it mopping floors. Why aren't they mopping the floor? Why aren't they mopping yeah. the floor? You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be yeah. done. You know what I mean? And it's like, if yeah. you want me to mop no, your floor, yeah. go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get, well, you have, yeah, you hype. have to make, you have to break out of that old way of thinking. You're exactly. never going to get there unless you break out of that old way of thinking because you're scary. just going to accept what. Let's, hey, let's, um, let's play that clip from. We're going to play a clip where where we talk about where we're going to play a clip from a show that we didn't put out or from a show that anyway. We're going to play a clip where you talked about. We'll just play it. We'll come back. Okay. okay. I can't see. I don't understand. Can you tell I don't understand how people don't see what I see? Like my goal, if I could, yeah. if I want people to, I want, I want it to eat at people like it eats at me. I want you to go to work and I want you to, I want it to hurt. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want you to just know you're making somebody rich and they don't get, you're going to die poor and in pain. Statistically speaking, you're watching this. Statistically speaking, it's going to happen. 
I want it to hurt. You know what I'm saying? I want you to know and just be like, I can't, so, until you can't do it no more. Until you realize, until you tell your kids, fuck that, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Until we're all like, don't do it. All right, that's my goal. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want it to eat at you like it eats at me. You know what I'm saying? I go to work making these people yeah. rich. You know what I'm saying? Paying me. Like, like, literally, man, I work in the restaurant industry. I listen to these bartenders. Like, like literally, they'll be like, yeah, man, we made $10,000 in sales today. I'm like, we? Nigga, they ain't giving you a debt. Da- they don't even pay you. Think about it. They don't even pay. They don't even pay. Work, uh, 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 like a, a waiter or a bartender here in Texas makes two dollars and thirteen cents an hour, plus oh, tips. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Think about it. They don't even. Yeah. The owner doesn't even pay you. You have to hope that and wait for the kindness of some stranger that you know that doesn't have to pay you either. Hope just pray that he's kind enough. You know what I'm saying? Or that he has good enough restaurant etiquette to hopefully you know what I'm saying pay you for your labor. Yeah. That's. And like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah no, this is not good. Like, it's like y'all are y'all are bitches. You know what I'm saying? I feel about it. All y'all hoes, I want to die. You know what I'm saying? Goes to suicide. That's the one. That's what I wanted to clarify. That's the one where I wanted to give clarification. You know, I love that clip. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, I that's strong, yeah. man. You were you were hyped, man. You were pumped. Yeah, I was. I I was fresh off of work. That's what it was. I was I was just fresh off the plantation. It was like, oh, fucking back yeah. was hurting. I had just mop. I mop so much, <laughs> bro. I mop like I, at least like a thousand or maybe twelve hundred, like fourteen hundred square feet. I mop a big. I had to do a lot of mopping at the end of the night every day. I go to work. I got I go to work tomorrow and mop. <laughs> okay, it's more than just mopping. That I'm just saying that's just that's awesome. just yeah. That's just. <laughs> That's just a lot, you know. At the end of the night, yeah, there's always that moment of you got to mop this entire place, Marty. <laughs> mm. Yeah, by yourself. Well, those, um, you know, imagine if it were a, a co-op. If you worked in a co-op, I, one more thing that I don't think people appreciate enough: if we're talking about a co-op where everybody is participating in decision making to some degree. It, it, you, not every decision is made by every employee in a co-op. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. You've got to have uh, a structure and an organization so that yeah. everybody knows what their responsibilities are. Right. That's yeah. in that way. It's somewhat traditional, exactly. but the big difference is that you're invested. You've got some investment. You've got investment in that, in that sense of agency because you have a say so and you've got some ownership Mm-hmm. And that and and so you've you've got that going for you. And so you are motivated. You are part of a, a team where you you understand that you matter, that you are working together, that you're you're you are aiming towards success in a in a way that's just feels fundamentally different than if you're just a clock, a cog. In I like the to look at it. A corporation. Yeah. I, I like to look at it. Like I remember my first job, me personally, I don't know about it. You know, I don't want to say my, I guess my first job technically was like at a, at a mall, but my first job that I consider my first job, first job I took serious. Let's put it like that. Is that, if that makes more mm-hmm. sense, right? My first job sure. was at, at this place, the Houston Texans grill. And I remember it was a, I was a day one employee, you know, meaning that, you know, I was, you know, I started working there before they just ever opened, opened the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I start off as a host. I went from a host to a food runner, to a server, to a bartender, to manager at under a year. And I just remember like, I, because I thought, you know, I, I was young and naive. I thought possibly I'm like, man, there's a career like I could possibly, you know, I remember thinking the thought that I possibly had some agency there, you know, saying made me, I was mm. like, 
I was I worked I'm doing it insanely hard bro I felt like you know productive members society moving on up in the world and all this stuff and you know and um and like I said like I was I didn't know back then what I know now don't get me wrong but you know imagining if that Mm -hmm. situation was actual co-op or even just where I was working recently where I was talking about with the whole you know issue with you know the uh, the uh you know, saying the management and all that, you know, even there, like I gave it, you know, 130 percent, you know what I mean? I was giving it my all. Like I, I remember sitting there thinking about ways that, you know, to 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 gain revenue. A small example is I remember we have like a disco chicken. Uh, there was a disco chicken in, in this one spot. Right. Uh, in, in, the, in one of the locations that we were in. Uh, and I saw this disco. It was like one of our like, you know, one of the because it's the sixth street so there's like a i guess a gimmicky thing about it right and i was like hey mm-hmm. it'd be dope if we make these disco chickens um little uh keychains because i you know i was just you know i'm trying to think of ways to you know create extra money and you know i i care mm-hmm. about the company right even though this isn't my you know this this is this this bald head white man's company you know what I'm saying i'm not collecting mm-hmm. any of the of, of the money i still you know care enough to try to think of ways to generate extra revenue couldn't didn't listen to nothing i said this was a genius idea anybody everybody hears this like when especially when you see the disco chicken it's like i would totally have a keychain of that i would get it the only reason why i thought about it because i was like i would have a keychain of this if i if there was a keychain mm-hmm. here i would totally take one you know what i mean 100 that look that would be fun and dope and a little funky you know chicken key you know disco chicken keychain you know what i mean it'd be cute right mm-hmm. you know probably kill some people on the road or something but you know that's you know that's not not for me it's not my effort you know with the sun hitting them in the eye while they're driving but you know that's neither here nor okay. there right yeah <laughs> but you okay. know that we think think about that later right but there was just i'm saying there's multiple examples of where i you know if i had brought these well, ideas were, to were, a yeah you were you were trying to um bring more you know equity to the company and if if there were possibly if there it was a in a co-op environment where i could bring this to these ideas to the staff in general which i did bring the staff everybody was everybody who worked at lot this owner he didn't come he didn't see the people coming through the type of touristy people coming in like wow look at the chicken let's take a picture with the you know, and it's like, oh, how about you? Would you like to take a keychain? Would you like a keychain? These touristy ass people would have he would he would have made him because he's not sharing that the equity with us. He would have made bank on these keychains, right? Didn't even you know, but because he's not, he, he's thinking about some random other. Wait, would you be selling these keychains? I'm just yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So the, like I said, the, um, I was working at the restaurant. There was a disco. There's a giant disco chicken in this in this restaurant. I said, hey, let's make mini. Let's, we should do miniature disco chicken keychains for people yeah. you know what i'm saying like just have the little disco you would sell them or you would be and the like, restaurant you know, hey, like, like yeah. of like a t-shirt exactly just just yeah mer- uh, merch merchandise right merch is a big thing yeah. you know what i mean like it's you know it's, it's something easy quick you know revenue generated you know say so I'm, I'm thinking about giving this dude some money i'm thinking you yeah. know i'm i'm on the ball over here right you know say really caring mm-hmm. right you know didn't I got you. he's what he's worried about is like you know if i'm not mistaken i don't know he was trying to open up some other different location just doing you know what I'm saying and it's like all he's worried about is him, his 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 millionaire house. He this dude had actually, you know, basically bought in a small city out in somewhere in West Texas or East Texas or something. He, he bought a small city out somewhere in Texas and pissed all those people off, trying to make a whole, trying to like completely, you know, gentrify these white people's you know community. It's, dude's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just type of I, it's type of stuff that you know these dictators these you know these mini kings and queens around the country do because they have all this power that goes unchecked because we're just literally just generating power for them we're just you know we're just 
We're like batteries, you know what I mean? And that's how they treat us, if that makes sense. They use us mm-hmm. and throw us away. It's mm-hmm. just it's just like we're like, I'm looking at it like, hey, you know, what's funny is they treat us like we're replaceable. Like, you know, in this employee employee relationship, you know, the way we look at things, it's like we treat Jeff Bezos in like the he's, system we have, you are replaceable. Yeah, but so are they. That's the part that that's the what people don't realize is you don't they they're beyond replaceable. They're not even necessary. The owner is not a necessary component of any of this going on. He is not doing anything anything you know what i'm saying like like that goes on here you know say maybe he's you know generated the initial idea or whatever but it that it, it has nothing to do with the relationship you all have and that's you know i i'll, I'll go into that in a second i don't want to i'm gonna let you get in there because i i just went yeah off. well I, I wanted to actually i think it'd be a good idea to now that people kind of understand what we're talking about when we talk about co-ops that marty and the bro is organized as a co-op and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to get a chance to talk about some of the challenges in the co-op environment, Hmm. because we wouldn't, we don't want to paint a picture that co-ops are easy to establish and easy to run. I mean, we've been, because they're not mainstream as mainstream as a sole proprietorship or partnership and the more, you know, traditional corporations, LLCs and stuff. Yeah. You have to kind of find your little, um, areas you got to find your experts within this to get uh, the paperwork done and filed and you've also got to talk together about how you're going to structure things certain decisions how often are you going to vote on things and so we as a as a marty and the bro op co-op ourselves the, the <laughs> five of the us in the core the five six of you know what's that I like you said, Marty and the bro op, the co op. It's like, hey, bars. <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't think about that. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, we've, we talk about things together and trying to, trying to uh, map out the structure, trying to design the structure that is going to work for this business. And at this time, and how are we going to try to generate revenue and all these decisions we've tried to make collectively. And what's been the cost of that is that it's taken a lot of time. It's mm. taken much more time to get to this place and communication, especially when we're not all in the same location, right? It's been exactly. COVID and we live in different cities and stuff, you know, in yeah. some cases um, it's it, there. It's not easy to mm. start a co-op and establish a co-op uh, we hopefully, as we are moving forward in our process, we're gaining experience in it. But I just want to, I, I think we should acknowledge, stop and acknowledge the, uh, that there are challenges to democratizing a workplace because it may not be as quick. Decision-making may not go as quickly mm-hmm. as you would if you were in a top part down. To, yeah. Or, or LLC yeah. or something. Yeah. I think, I think that is a, a very important caveat to, to add in there. And also the caveat of, um, it's hard to get help. And so funding a lot of, you know, with people not having the, with co-ops not being very well widespread and known, which is something that for me kind of blows my mind, especially on the left, but that's another topic for another day too. Right. But, um, with that being the yeah. case, you know, um, it can't, really expect it does take people you know it, it takes person to person you can't really expect help from like some quote-unquote investor or something like that because you know a lot of times everything's about you know what's in it for me right you know what I'm saying in, in a co-op's mm-hmm. not it's more about like you know the actual you know worker 
it's about marrying the worker and owner class. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's to try to go to the owner class to get help is probably a losing battle. Right. So in my opinion, or, or a lost cause in a lot of situations. Right. So that's just something I kind of wanted, you know, there's, there's there's a, there's a, there's a element of that. And when I, and when I say the owner class, we're probably thinking of millionaires, billionaires, but even deeper than that, there are even the people who dream of one day being in the owner class are people who you probably are not going to reach. Right. You know, saying people who see themselves as as business owners, like, you know, small business owners, whatever. You know what I mean? There's a lot. You know, there you'd be surprised at the people who, you know, fancy themselves uh, you know, above the rest, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, I think there's, you know, I think people will find, find issues, you know, with maybe some people around them with that kind of, you know, I, I think that's just something you'll, you'll find, you'll run into a lot more than you would have expected, especially if this idea clicks to you, then, you know, you'll, you'll, for me, it's, I found it hard to understand how it doesn't click with other people. Right. It's something that's been, mm-hmm. I've been trying to struggle with, especially when, when it, when it really hits, when you start, when you, when you really see like all the a- different, you know, avenues that this actually can, you know, address, because it's not, this doesn't solve all the problems like we we're just talking about, but you know, it does, you know, actually mm-hmm. does, you know, get at the root cause of a lot of issues, you know, with the idea of ownership and just having agency of your life. So, you know, I just, like a big thing is just to focus on those folks who, you know, especially focus on those folks who, you know, who are in the situation, you know, who are the, you know, the working class, when I say work class, people like actually cleaning, you know, cleaning the toilets. The folks at the bottom of the the folks that are doing the, the, the labor, I guess that, um, more than likely the, the, the boots on the ground, the boots on the ground, exactly. you know, day-to-day workers. Uh, you, pro- this, yeah. you, you probably won't get very much, you know, traction with the entrepreneur class, those people who fancy themselves as, you know, the movers and shakers. Well, that makes no, sense. but, but with Marty and the bro, uh, when we were talking about how we wanted to structure things, one of our, you know, one of one, one of the people on the team really wanted to create a structure that yeah. would, incentivize the creation of the next co-op mm. so we you want to talk about that for a minute we the, yeah, yeah we can go we can get into it for sure yeah we're, just, we're just at, a little bit i can i can summarize it pretty quickly i think let's go man i'm, I'm riding okay yeah so so we wanted a system that would incentivize the next person to start a co-op by rewarding them in the future in a similar way to in, in a similar financial way to what you might see in different shares within a corporation. Mm. But where, where we try to strike that right balance is to not say that those founders of the next co-op, like the founders of Marty and the bro 10 years from now, between now and 10 years from now, we don't have any more power when it comes to decision-making that stuff is shared. Right. But what we do hold on to is if we do make money in the future, that we would be rewarded a little bit extra as founders. And we, we thought after we thought about this enough, we thought this was important enough to, to include in our structure and to think that that's really a good direction to go for all co-ops because founding a founding that next company is going to be hard work, especially for that core. It's mm-hmm. the hardest work is going to be done. They're going to put in the most time. They're going to put in, you know, money's going to go in at that time. And 
we want them to know that they are banking something for their future if they yeah. put in that work, you might say. And the way that we framed it, I know that you talked about, you've talked about in the past that you think it's important to recognize accomplished individuals during their lifetime, not after yeah, they're dead. Exactly, <laughs> and we've yeah. talked about that. Well, you want to give them the roses. You want to give props to people who do good work today. Exactly. And so it was sort of, that was part of the thinking that we did is we want to, we want to give roses to those that are willing to take risks and do that work up front to start that next business as a co-op by exactly. saying you do that and we're going to recognize that down the road. No, I like it. Not, I like it. Not because you have more voting power, but because you could actually get rewarded for your efforts financially. You could build more equity if you go forth and take these chances. Exactly. Exactly. And um, uh, I think a good uh, quick caveat to add to that is due to the nature of co-ops and it's just kind of, you know, already kind of, you know, etched into that is when we do add in that legacy, you know, component to a, to our co-op at any point, though, those members of the co-op can be like, hey, y'all, um, we know y'all have this little provision in here that says y'all keep getting paid. We, we taking all that up out of there. <laughs> they can if they wanted to <laughs> be like, yeah, That's nah, That's no true. more of that. That's no true. more. No more of that, no more. So I just kind of want to get that kind of people, people understand that, like, that's how deep uh, co-ops, by law, you get to vote on everything, including, like, even though we started it, we could put that in there still because, you know, when you structure something as a co-op, nah, you still get, if you want to have a say-so in that, you know what I'm saying? If you want to, if you if you feel like, you know what, I understand that they started this co-op, but damn it, you know what I'm saying? They started that, that co-op. That was 10 years ago. Exactly. It's 10 years ago, man. We over here now. This, you know what I'm saying? This dude, one of the dudes is dead and his son's getting it. Nah, son, you know, you, uh, you, you had that conversation with all the co-op members. And if all of you decide like, yeah, man, you know, we appreciate what y'all did, but it's, it's about time y'all to get your hands out the cookie jar. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's, that's something mm -hmm. yeah. that, that, that's that part, you know, that's that accountability. That's that thing that I, I understand that. I have to, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I've always been the bad guy. I know this may sound weird. You know, hopefully, I do hope one day this grows. And, and once it does, you know, saying my terrible past will come back. You know, saying I can't wait for the day. Oh, man, I can't wait. Because, I, I, you know, because my thing is, you know, I'm a total fuck up from, from day one. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, it's written in, it's in, you know, it's codified yeah. in, in, on, on the records. Y'all, you know, you ain't saying nothing. Not, no, do not. Do not look into his past, please. <laughs> it's, on, it's on. It's on record. You know, hey, I'm a black man in America. Like, you, what you gonna say? What you go? Oh, oh, what? I've done. You know, it's been bad. Oh, really? Oh, you you been to jail? Oh, oh okay. wow. Right. You know, I, I thought some dumb shit. Hmm. That never. Uh, crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love it. But anyway, um, but yeah. So I, I think um, what was I talking about ownership? You know, we don't well, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I think it's good. We should we should go ahead and start wrapping up and just tying all these things together. I mean, we've got this. Yeah. Uh, the agency that's so important and you get that with co-ops, you get you get equity and ownership, which doesn't just mean a financial stake. It means that you have uh, equity, meaning that agency piece. They're tied together. And when you get those things, then that can become your support system, too. I guess because so. without any ownership, if you don't, get, if you didn't get lucky with that lottery, being born into the right family, yeah. you you sometimes you, you don't have any other way to get that. But co-ops can provide you an avenue towards yeah. gaining a support system, a financial support system. It's not just a financial support system, though. It's a it's a uh, 
I can't get, let me let me it, take it for you. Let it's me, a I mental support system. And you it's got not, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not even just that. From from what I what I realize is what well, why cooperative is important is nobody's gonna have your back the way you do, right? Nobody has your best interests the way you do, and we understand that. That's why we have a democracy. That's why you get to vote on the guy. It's like you know we have like hey you know so we understand that I can't make all the decisions all the time. There's a lot going on, so you know I pick this guy to represent me. You know I my that's what I say, right? You know and I we we stopped at that you know with um like we we're talking about with the uh, uh, revolution. We stopped at that with it comes to country, but it has to go down to you know the place you spend most of your adult waking life. You you know you're awake what you know saying. 16 hours a day, you know what I'm saying? And out of that 16 hours, you're guaranteed 8 to 10 to be at this place where you get to, you know, not only do you not make decisions, you don't, you know, you don't get to um, um, benefit for the profits of, you know, I I was talking about how, you know, um, it's the one relationship in your life. It's the most toxic relationship in your life and you probably don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? You think, you know, we always talk about how bad, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend is so toxic, this, that, and the other. It's like, fam, you know what I'm saying? You go to this place and hate, you know what I'm saying? Hate everybody. You just get told what to do just have get no you have no say so in what other relationship are you just like could you imagine you know said you dating a woman and she's like yeah anytime i want whatever i want whenever i want however i want you know i know it's a joke in there from some guy but nobody would do that in real life you know what i mean nobody in real life would allow that you know what i'm saying like you get something out of that is what i'm saying you would be you know it's not just your you know it's not just your decision you know it's not just their decision should i say it but at a job it's like take it or leave it it's not because if, if a woman imagine if a guy was like yeah i want you you know, saying every night I want it. I don't care if you sore. I don't care this. You know, what I'm saying I want my dish, dishes washed, and and if you and, and take it or leave it. She'd be like, "Hi, mm-hmm. fam," and he would have a hard time, right? But when it comes to work, it's like, "Well, I gotta feed my kids. I gotta do this. I gotta, you know, yeah. I, you know, I gotta, you know." It's just, and it, it's like at some point we have to, you know, have we have to. I'm, if you, yeah, and I'm, you see, I'm, I'm basically evangelical about it because, like, that's something I like to, you know. I respect religious people about it's like, you know, it should be I want people to realize it like religious people. They believe it's like fam. They're like, look, hey, you know, I know on the outside, like, have you heard the good news? But inside they're like, look, I'm telling you. You're gonna burn in fire for the ever. I, you know, <laughs> I don't want that to happen to you. Please, please accept Jesus in your life. That's really like they believe it. That's why there's. That's mm-hmm. why they're evangelical. Right? It's like you know when you when yeah. for me I re- I believe I understand I believe I'm like hey. I really, you know, you're going to have to slay for these people for the rest of your life. You know, like Bezos is going to be the next, you know, say Eastland, right? You know what I'm saying? Senator Eastland with, you know, like in my opinion, right? He's going to have, you know, you're going to be living in, you're going to be basically sharecroppers, you know what I'm saying, for Jeff Bezos, you know what I'm saying, in 50 years. You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, this is serious. It's serious, you know? And, you know, until we're evangelical with our families, with our friends, until we're, you know, really like, hey, you know, hey, so anytime somebody's like, oh, I'm so tired from work, I'm like, really? Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you're letting them know. Right. So, well, um, let's I mean, let's invite anybody that watches uh, our show, watches any of these clips to share them, to try to spread more information about co-ops, because it seems like if this ain't the answer, it's the best chance we got. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the best chance we got. And it's something you can do. Like I was talking about, like for me, this in this small corp we have made here, it has changed my life. For the better, just this year, like like I said, within a year, it has changed my life for the better. And even though it's like, no, I'm not making so much money, I'm doing so much better. But it's like there's that sense of agency I have. I, you know, I, 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 
I, I feel better like about my life. I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I, there's some direction. I feel like I have some purpose and you know what I'm saying? Like I have, I know that I have, if I, you know, people are surrounding me that if I fall, they pick me back up. And if you want that, and, go ahead, I'm sorry. and you're an equal and yeah. you're an equal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not just, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, that means the world, <laughs> which, which even, even let's, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Yeah. This is this has been a little bit of an adjustment for you, I think. Yeah. A little bit of an adjustment for you to actually embrace that and be like, "Wow, I'm an equal here." You know? Yeah, and, I'm not and, just. I don't just take orders. Yeah, it's not just you know, or even just give them as a manager. It's like actually, we're all. Hey, this is what I think. What do you think? We're really, you know, saying best idea rises to the top, cream rises to the top kind of you know situation, which I love. You know, it's like. You know, like the best of you get the best of everybody because everybody, you know, we all look at each other like that guy has that's that's the way this is what this guy said. The next day I might be like, yeah, yeah that guy, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just really it's been really eye opening yeah. experience for me. It's been amazing. Like I said, like, I, you know, it's just like it's one of those things when, you know, you're just like, oh, man, if this, I just get just a few, you know, I think you just get people to just try it. You know, it's like it's like, you know, it's yeah. like drugs. It's like just try just try because try co-ops. You know what I mean? Just one hit. I remember. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's it, it, it's a good way. We'll, we'll we'll go. We'll close things out in a second. But I remember, yeah. I forget who said it, but um, maybe it was Annalise or something like that that said that she was giving a talk. I don't I don't know if it was Annalise or not. But somebody yeah. was a teacher, and in the university setting, was there was a class on co-ops, mm. or maybe it was just a part of a business structure class. But anyway, there was a student that came up to the professor at the end of the class after she talked about co-ops and explained co-ops. And the student came up to the professor angry. It was like, why has this information been kept from me? Why don't, (laughs) why hasn't, like, like, I don't understand. Why isn't, you know, why isn't everybody doing this? And and it's one reason is because uh, the corporate structure and capitalism doesn't really want this to gain doesn't really want this to gain traction. Definitely. Doesn't really want this idea to take off, you know, because yeah. it would it would dif- diffuse the power. It would spread the wealth more equitably, and the powerful have no interest in that. They're, the status yeah. quo is working very well for the powerful right now. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I guess my last tidbit would be power is a zero sum game, right? How I like to look at power is, is a, you know, there's a hundred percent power, right? If they have a hundred percent. That means you have zero percent, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's no, it's not, you know, it, there's no, deep, man. Yeah, you get what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you can, mm-hmm. you know, you know, at, at your job, let's say, you know, you might have twenty percent power, like in that, you know, from the certain things you can do based on by law, right? You know, you know that, and the corporation may have eighty percent power, you know what I mean? But a, co- a cooperative really dilutes that power to 50 50 because like i said power is a zero-sum game it's not you know it's not like you know you can't just add more power to the you know it's it, it goes you know mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a balancing act right you know what i'm saying and right now yeah, it's, i never thought about it that way but yeah yeah I get it. yeah man well, i'll just leave it at that man i appreciate it you know this is always fun yeah no good conversation i hope people share uh you know let other people know about our show uh you can go to martyinthebro.com uh, there is a way to join Marty and the Bro as a as an audience member yeah. and be part of it. Uh, if there's, you know, once we are complete, once we have all the uh, paperwork done and we're filed and everything, that we'll start to uh, get some people on paper and be part of the co-op so that they can. Uh, it, well, there's different levels. There's ownership 
within the co-op. Air, that's yeah, like I say Marcellus, Marcellus and I. And then there's that next level of listeners and stuff. So we, we have all this documented and we're happy to tell you, explain more about that. Just come to martyinthebro.com, share the stream, share us, what, like us. Algorithm. I like it. Algorithm, your algorithms. <laughs> Exactly. Y'all know what to do, man. You know, um, like, share, subscribe, you know, to the channel. Um, shout out to Nico House MCSC. You know, we're gonna we're, I'm gonna post this whole podcast on this channel. I haven't posted a full full podcast yet up there, but um, you know, this is a good conversation about co-ops getting in deep. You know, they get to you know saying better meet the man, the myth, the legend, Gary from Gary and the Bro. That pretty, uh, uh, Gary, I'm sorry, um, Gary, Gary and from, the Bro. You're right, Gary. <laughs> from, um, I'm it's 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 actually three o'clock in the morning over here, Robert. <laughs> but no, right, oh, that's Gary that's from. True. That's it's true. all good. It's it's all love. You know, it's all uh, you know. You 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 met you know Gary from Marty and the Bro. You know, saying so, you know, it's a, uh, you know, I think some people might think I'm just, you know, I'm talking about, I got a co-op, I'm starting a co-op. They're like, yeah, I don't think you could do that by yourself. I don't, but no, there's, there's, it's a whole team back co-op, here. Yeah. Cooperating with yourself. Oh, great. <laughs> Me, myself and How I, we've all, yeah. No, yeah. no, there's a team. Marty and the bro is not just, uh, not just Marty, not just the bro. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, there's a, some more characters involved that are all supporting yeah. this effort and we appreciate and anybody you can that too man that's that's yeah listen. make sure you, you come can too yeah yeah man um uh, yeah i appreciate you again and uh yeah man till the next time right okay all right much love brother take care oh, yeah take it easy bro you have made it to the end of this episode of marty and the bro visit marty to find out more about the show its creators and the co-op that supports this content Special thanks to Alexandra White for artwork and to our sound engineer, Isaac Pena. Musical thanks to Boris Brecha, Travis Scott, and Pogo. Technical support for Martin Lebro was provided by Sabi Hamid. And thanks as always to the legendary Todd Jagger, who once said, Damn, there's some good ass cheese. <laughs>